This is Sports Best, presented by Repost on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like Baylor knocking off undefeated Oklahoma over the weekend, leaving Georgia undefeated at number one, Cincinnati undefeated at number three. He is Lincoln Riley, and I am Aaron Andrews. Do you know what the only other undefeated team in the top 25 is? They're currently sitting at 15. It's not Cincinnati. You mentioned them. I don't know who that would be. UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio. They're the roadrunners. I did not know that was a team, but they are undefeated right now. You didn't even mention you're from the great state of Texas. University of Texas losing to Kansas. Like I had a Texas friend. He was like, that's unconscionable. I mean, I guess it is, but Texas has been irrelevant for a while. Kind of like Nebraska. Like they have this clout of we're a good team, but fighting words. Well, Give me a give me a valid explanation that they are good. <laughs> you know, Ooh, give me some relevance. Yeah. <laughs> I love relevance. Yeah. Speaking of relevance, Aaron Rodgers, after getting beat up for 13 straight days on social media, came back and uh, yes. has a big win over Seattle over the weekend. 17 to nothing. Fun little side fact. That's the first time Seattle's been shut out in 10 years. So. What? Wow. Yeah, it was a it was a it was good to see him back. He I thought he played well. This SI article that you sent me said his performance was unforgettable, but his tears after the game <laughs> will live forever. Um yeah, it was a good game. I'm happy for him. One thing that stuck out to me, and maybe there's an obvious answer to this, he's still not wearing a mask in his, his <laughs> post-game interview. And that was like one of the things people are beating him up for. Were you excited for Aaron or do you want to see him fall? You know, sometimes I'm kind of angry at celebrities, like these older female celebrities that are rich and famous and have all the money and everything they get out of the world. And then at like 50, they get to have a baby as well. I'm like, damn it, you don't get to have everything in your world. It's really hard to have a baby at the age of 50. You got to have like lots of luck and IVF. It's like, I don't know if I'm angry at Aaron Rodgers. Like he gets to treat the world bad. He gets to live in his own COVID rules. He gets to have all this money. And then sure enough, he gets to come back from COVID and also get a win as well. So I don't know if I feel like he's entitled to this and if I'm angry or not or happy that our hero is back. I think one of the things that we'll be able to see probably in the next two or three weeks is if you continue to win, all will be forgiven. If he like plays bad for the rest of the season, people will be like, oh, it's because you were a bad person and karma caught up with you. But I think if if they have a strong finish to the season, people, this will be a more of a a minor footnote than winning forgives all, I I think, is what what we've learned from sports and society. Well, my big question is, I don't know if he knows that it's November. I thought we were doing the hair thing for Halloween and he's still got the long hair. I don't know if someone told him it's it's not Halloween anymore. Well, maybe he's uh, he's come to like it. I think it's kind of fun. Okay. Well, why not? Guess who's back? Back again. Guess Eminem? Who's... No, it's not him. Oh. I think he is back. Cam Newton's back. He didn't waste any time at his return to the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Longtime quarterback rushed for a touchdown, passed for another on his first two plays since retire, uh, returning with the team earlier this week. As the Panthers win, they beat the Arizona Cardinals. He didn't actually start the game, which I didn't realize. P.J. Walker started the game for Carolina, but once they got close to the goal line, they chucked Mr. Newton in, and he scored. I don't know if you saw the highlight, but he scored. He goes in, he pulls off his helmet, and he starts screaming at the crowd, I'm back! 
I forgot to tell you at the top of the show, I'm, I'm feeling a little salty, so this might not be an isolated thing, but I saw that and my first thought was, <laughs> isn't that a penalty? And I looked it up and taking off your helmet on the field is an unsportsmanlike conduct and should result in a 15-yard penalty. I don't think a penalty came. Yeah, that yeah, was he got weird. A, he got a penalty. Oh, he did. He did get oh, a penalty. All is right in the world. I feel <clears> better. No, he got a penalty. So that's what I'm saying. He didn't get the penalty for saying, I'm back. He got the penalty for taking off his helmet. Right. Well, maybe. Hopefully it was worth it for him. I don't know. I think it was. He got lots of attention, which is what he, what he wants. Uh, I like attention. He finished with eight yards passing and 14 yards rushing and the two touchdowns. After the game, he was asked how much of the playbook he knew, and he responded, no. two touchdowns worth. There you go. Oh, boy. I mean, I guess after, if you if you're just constantly hit with a barrage of questions, your stupid stuff will come out, and it's like I, I, a little cringeworthy when he says that, but also you just get asked stupid questions all the time, so you have a little fun with it. That's just me what, justifying. Once again, I feel like we're leading with the ingrates. This guy, I just feels like he doesn't really care about anybody, teammates, whatever the case. And so sometimes I'm like rooting against like him, him and Aaron Rodgers, and then he comes in and scores two touchdowns, and I'm like, but it's also content, right? He's creating content for the show. He's good for life because he takes us away from the doldrums. So I don't know where I stand on Cam Newton. Everyone likes a good comeback story. And, yeah. And winning cures all. Yeah. I got a quick betting tip for you if you're yes. looking to place a bet over the okay. weekend. New York Jets have recently set a record for giving oh, up stats. a lot. And the over-under, they're playing Miami this weekend, and the over-under is 45 points. I would say maybe bet the over. Oh. They're also uh, Miami's favored by three and a half. But over the past four weeks, the Jets have allowed 1,890 <laughs> yards in the past four games. They've also allowed 175 points during that stretch, which is the second most allowed over a four straight game uh, behind the 19, since 1970 behind the 2004 Titans. And the Jets are the first team since the 1966 Giants to allow 45 points or more in three out of four games. So I think the over is a safe bet unless you think New York's going to pull it back together. They're bad. I only put this story in the rundown to make you read historical stats, which is, I know, something you love to do. Yeah. Well, also, we might talk about Zach Wilson's mom. I haven't talked about her in a while. Oh, hello. Mm. Do we need to talk about Zach Wilson? I don't think so. I just know okay. she was a distraction. And yeah. if he was winning, she would probably be more in the headlines, but he's not. And as we said, winning cures all. So I would just like to say this the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, was the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. So I used to follow him a little bit. He could have basically had any, any head coaching job he wanted. He was like the prime candidate last year, and he chose the Jets. And I was like, dude, if you could go anywhere in the NFL, the Jets are like the last place you'd want to go because either the franchise is cursed or they're just sucky suck balls. And it turns out they're sucky suck balls. We're going to find out more next year about him. He's a defensive-minded coach, and the defense sucks. Yeah, I disagree with that statement because oh, you can okay. live in New York. All right. If you can live in New York, if you coach the Jets, if you coach the Browns, you don't live in I New got, York. I got some bad news. The Jets are in New Jersey. They're actually in New Jersey. Where do you think he? Do you think he lives in New Jersey? I mean, New Jersey's not even li- that bad. I bet he lives in New Jersey. Sorry. I bet you he lives in New York. He's live. He's a playboy. He's living the playboy lifestyle. He's trying to be he like uh, A-Rod. And he is kind of a playboy. He is kind yeah. of Hey, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Maybe you turn oh, it around, Robert Sala. I hate that chant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Just like a nice bout of herpes, Andrew Keller, every once in a while, there's a good old-fashioned tie in the NFL. <laughs> Lions and Steelers playing to a 16-16 draw. P.S., where's that on your NFL scoreboard? What do you call that? The, the, the Scorigami. Scorigami. You think there's been a 16-16 tie before? That's got to be in the scorigami. My gut reaction to any score is that it has happened before. I'm I was blown away that scorigami was a thing this this year. So I don't 16-16 draw. That's not. That's got to be scorigami. That's like a uh, NL midseason game. Oh, okay. Well, after the game, Steelers rookie running back Najee Harris said, "Quote: I didn't even know you could tie in the NFL. In my mind, I was sitting on the bench saying." I've got another quarter to go, but someone came to me and said, that's it. I've never had a tie in my life before. Can you imagine playing in the NFL and you've never tied in a game before? You mean not knowing that you've never tied? I mean, no, like I don't he, think I, I never, I never was in a tie. Really? No, not in football. I played okay. football starting in third grade. And then it, like, if I count being in college, I wasn't playing, but Colorado never ended in tie. Like, I think ties are rare. I think it's more that your coaches should be like, hey, man, like, pay attention to the rules of the game that you play. We're paying you, even if you're getting minimum wage, like, be aware of what should be happening. Like, because he, he made some kind of comment, like, thinking he had another quarter to go. They're like, that's it. So, like, maybe he's holding something back. He wouldn't have been the, the, the deciding factor in the game. But I think it's more of, you should know what's going on. It's it's kind of a funny content story, but if I'm the coach, I'm like, what other rules don't you know? This is the point where I need to stand up to Annie, uh, stand up to you for Antioch's finest, Najee Harris. He gives it his all on every single play, so there's nothing else left to give, Andrew. He wasn't holding anything back for the sixth quarter. He was giving it all from the jump street. Right, but what else doesn't he know? Like, there's got to be situational awareness, and there might be different things that, like, you need to have a high football IQ. And I would be a little bit more wary of someone that doesn't know a pretty basic rule. This is now the fourth consecutive season that an NFL game ended in a tie. And there have been seven ties in the previous six seasons. Something I was shocked by. I don't know if, does it have anything to do with the overtime? Yes. Change? In 2017, the league shortened overtime in regular yeah. season games from 15 to 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, no one likes a tie and no one likes herpes. So yeah. those are the two things that tie together. <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys are still keeping pace to be considered a good team, but they're I'm an old man or I don't know what I, I think they're still the approach to just life in general from what I saw in hard knocks. And this past week, it's either going to carry them through and they're going to have some kind of momentum or it's going to catch up with them. I mean, there's a reason that the Patriots were consistently good. They 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 treated their job like a business. And I don't know if Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys are. As we talked about, they got whooped by the Broncos last week, and then Mike McCarthy decided he was going to use anti-monkey butt to <laughs> give them motivation what? because they had a raw, they had raw butts because they had a red ass week because they had raw butts from getting their butts kicked by the Broncos, <laughs> and apparently it paid off because they won big this week. But I don't know if when uh, I don't know I don't like it. I don't think the Cowboys are going deep. First of all, should I have known what monkey butt was? I don't know if you should have. Uh, I've heard that term before, but it's not something that's used very often. And also, I don't know if you saw the actual monkey butt powder uh, bottle, yes. but that was that was a good thing. There's fun. another version that my vernacular, I forget what it's called. Um, 
Uh, it's not called monkey butt. There's another version that when we went to New Orleans, me and a group swamp of people, ass. Yeah, we called that swamp ass for sure. But there's another um, powder that we use. I forget Chlamydia? what it's No, <laughs> that's not. That, I don't know. It was not burning while I was urinating. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. Think I thought you'd like this story a lot more about the monkey butt and your cowboys. I think it's fun, but then like, I think my approach to like my my comment on uh not knowing the rules of the tie it's like more of like treat your career like a business and who knows i mean they make disney movies about how the fun loving ragtag team wins the championship and so maybe that's the cowboys but from an outsider they present as the fun loving ragtag team and not the like i guess ivan drago like you i i want someone like a well-oiled machine in a business and they're like fancy loose and free and i think when you get some avert adversity for the first time when everything's fun loving then you see it, it more times than not doesn't pay off again i told you at the beginning i'm a little bit salty so i don't know i think the monkey butt's fun i don't think it's good for the cowboys just for the record you can use cornstarch instead of monkey butt okay that that have, powder works just as well have you done it i have not used the cornstarch but maybe i will start when i go to Delicious. new orleans the next time so, Andrew Keller, if I tell you I have a stock I want to offer you that's got no value, pays no dividends, and you'll have no say whatsoever in the company that you buy it in, if you buy the stock, would you buy it? If you presented it like that, no. Oh, that's, okay. that's a hard pass. That's how I'm That's how I'm presenting. Green Bay Packers are offering shares of ownership for the just sixth time in the franchise history in the first time in 10 years. They've done some stock sales like in the 20s and 30s and 50s, and 2011 was the last time. The NFL allows the Packers to periodically conduct sales to make up for the fact that the team has no deep pockets owner. It's actually owned by the good folks of the Green Bay area. The league does stipulate that the money has to be used for only things that better the improvement of, of the facilities and other projects. There are currently roughly 5 million shares of Green Bay Packers stock held by 361,362 stockholders. Here's what I'm confused by. I actually know a couple of people from Green Bay that own stock. Why Me would too. you own why would you own more than one of these? Like it's basically like a trophy, and you're saying, ha, I own stock of the Green Bay Packers. Why would you own more than one? Gives you a sense of ownership, and you feel like when the team does no. well, it's partly because of you. No, but I get that you own one stock, but why would you own a thousand of them or ten of them? Well, if you're because you're you're contributing to the to the greater cause of the team. Like I'm not going to do charity. it, but like it, it's also a, a function of how much money you have in the bank and how much buying a hundred shares changes. Like if if it's if it's you don't even notice that money, it's like fun. You're like yeah, I want to. It's like a charitable donation basically for a, a team that you like, and then you get to put it up on your wall, and then probably the stock says how much or the piece of paper says how much you own, and there's got to be some version i mean like why would you own an nft when you could just have the picture it's like because you own it and there's no no, a... no nft is an investment in theory it will go up if this artist hits you'll be able to sell it for more than you bought it for yeah that's true in theory I i'm just saying it's like the sense of ownership that you have it's that i totally understand thing. that i totally get that i would if i, I mean i had a limited money i'd like to own a share of green bay Packers. my point is just why would you buy there's people that have multiple of these stocks to say like, ooh, ah, just to be like, hey, man, I got 100 shares of this stuff that's valueless. Mm, I mean, when it's a team you care about, if Colorado football was doing that, I would be more inclined to buy more than one stock. If it was just a fun thing. I mean, 
I would. I don't know I if you put... have a team that you care that much about. Oh, that's a shot. That's a shot. I mean, that's a shot. Uh, well, speaking of shots, after Al Michaels was on the cursed Manning cast, we had <laughs> Phil Mickelson come on and for a little fun stunt, they had Eli show Phil his swing and we got an analysis of it. And that's what Phil had to say. Has to analyze Eli's swing. Tell us about it. All right, let's see. Well, I mean, overall, one word to describe it is cute. I think it's a cute little swing. <laughs> Further proving that Phil Mickelson is such a good sport. I do have a one quick betting tip that Phil, the reigning PGA t- champion, will not win next year because of the Manning curse. Ah, oh, oh. so betters beware. Uh, I don't know. It was a fun little fun little story. Also, Phil stirred the pot. I don't know if you watched the whole Manning cast, but he's basically like, "Hey, Eli. Everyone says that Peyton's the best. He's gone. He's won two of four Super Bowls. He's got stamina." But you've won all of the Super Bowls you went to, so <laughs> why uh, why so sad? Anyway, Phil Phil's just a fun is just a fun guy to watch. I mean, they really did pick a great guy to come on there. Like that's like, you're on Monday Night Football, you're doing this cast, and like someone says, like analyze your golf swing. I got him like the most like backhanded comment. Like, oh, that's cute. You, you, you have such a that's just like I'm not the even perfect sure word. That was backhanded. that's cute but like one of the best golfers of all time that's a cute swing well we're playing golf this weekend maybe that's something you can slip in during a round with i don't know who you're getting paired with but just oh you know what i'm gonna do not friend of the show greg vanderbosch (laughs) he is a bad shot i'm gonna say that's cute that's cute he's my teammate so i might get punched in the face but that's all right i've already been to the range with my partner and i am playing around with my partner on thursday in preparation for the big calcutta wow maybe smart money's on you i don't know maybe you should go to the leaderboard and see maybe i should usa today breaks a story that you can play golf into old age (laughs) you can play golf like till when you're 100 years maybe we just had a hundred year old runner the last this is my final salty thought of the episode (laughs) the story makes a claim that bernard langer who's 64 years old one month and 27 days recently won the dominion energy charity classic and they say that he is the best athlete age adjusted in the world i have unequivocally unequivocally i don't know what the word I'm against this. I don't think any golfer is going to be considered the best athlete in the world. Great for winning this, but golf, come on. I am so happy I put this story in because you have not said any sexist or racist comments. Now you're saying something ageist right before. Thank you for being an ageist right before the end of the show, saying something derogatory. Are you impressed with Bernard? (laughs) Of course I'm impressed. This is amazing. He's He's playing in the seniors tour. He's the greatest athlete in the history of the world when you compare age. No, when you age adjust, like saying age adjust, he's more athletic than Usain Bolt. Yes. He's more athletic than LeBron James. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, gosh. I'm so thankful that we got your ageist comments on record so that you can go down as an ageist. You know what? I was watching TV and I saw that Bernard won this. And my response was, that's cute. (laughs) 
This has been Sports Best. We'll see you later this week. I'm Andrew for Ages Larry. Bye. <laughs>